You're listening to Going to the Chapel, a 21 Jump Street podcast. Grab your Aquanet, throw on your best acid wash jacket, and join us as we gab about this classic television program. Hey there, I'm Amanda McLaughlin. I'm Christopher McLaughlin. And this is Going Going to to the the Chapel. Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And just like in our marriage, I know nothing. And I know everything. So we're back for our second episode where we will be discussing the final second half second of, half a pilot. of the pilot episode. Um, there are a couple things. I have like some notes about stuff. Go I don't for know it. what you would call it, like um, corrections maybe. Go for it. Um, I, so I rewatched to get an okie dokie count because as we've mentioned, Tom Hansen says okie doke. And okie dokie a lot. And like so all the cool kids do. Uh, I counted for the first uh, half of the pilot, he has two okie dokes. All right. That's do you want to hop into this episode or do you Let's have anything else? Okay. I don't. Here we go. So, see, season one, episode two, or episode one, part two, or something. Anyway, so it starts with a recap of the first half, lest you have forgotten it. At least on Hulu it does. I don't know if it originally ran with the recap or not, but. Well, my assumption is because it was a two-hour premiere, I think it just started right Ran straight through. So they probably have added but the recap But in syndication, since. I'm yeah, thinking has yeah, the recap. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, by the way, I forgot that the name of the school is Amherst, which is the most, like, upper-class-sounding school in the history of the world. It is. As opposed to, and why Waxer would be going to a school called Amherst. It sounds like a private school, but it definitely reads public. Waxer, I mean, he drives a Ferrari, but that's also... Because as we find out, he's running a burglary well, ring. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's... I, so I don't know if he actually. Could, I mean, I think that we're making an assumption that perhaps he's low income, but. Oh, I think he. Just, I mean, I mean, just because he's black doesn't necessarily. Well, he went into he a life of crime, income. and usually the well. I mean, the well-off go into crime, but they don't usually go into that kind of crime. You know, stripping cars and selling drugs and that kind of thing. He has a probation officer, but no one questions why this teenager who looks 45 is driving a Ferrari. Anyway. Anyway, okay, so sorry, moving on to there the There was episode. a recap. So the recap. Then we, we cut to the, the 21 Jump Street Chapel and they are playing slow-mo football. With a I, frisbee. With a frisbee, yeah, so it's it's <laughs> funny. So I used to do this in my living room all the time, you know, play pretend to play football because this is what you did before you had the internet or, you know, Choosing or to, streaming television or anything like that. <laughs> this is uh, the, the pre-internet uh, entertainment. So, yeah, we have Jinko and Aoki and Pinhall are all playing slow-mo football. Yes. And basically the only two who are on, aren't on board with this, of course, is, is Hansen is, is very like upset and wants to, to get down to you know debriefing what happened yes. on their first day. And, he and, uses the word, it's procedure. And my yeah. favorite thing is Jinko being like, sounds republican or something and then of course tom says i am republican which of course johnny which johnny depp saying he's a republican it's probably the only (laughs) time in his life that johnny depp has ever said he's a republican it probably like hurt him to say that line yes especially in the reagan eras anyway and then judy's just busy over there rolling her eyes at the whole thing because boys what are the boys doing so anyway they sit down and and debebrief what happened on the first day um Sort of very loosey goosey. Basically, they with. each go through, you know, whatever. Right. Very cop lingo heavy. The, the Asian is super competent because, you know, Asian's got to be super competent. Um, well, and of course, he's talking about waiting on some money that has to come in for yeah. him to buy 
you know, go on a buy for some drugs. But the best part of this is that Hanson then gets out oh, yeah, his little his notepad, notepad. Yeah. and is going like direct, totally like six fifteen a.m. Blah 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 blah, <laughs> and they're all staring at him like he's what is insane. Going on? Which, as someone who loves note taking, as someone who is looking at notes right now. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, that's exactly what I would be doing too. But uh, Peter DeLuise is care, uh, doing his most. Yes, just get to the point. He's like, uh, he just blurts out at one point. He's like staring. He's got his hand on his face. Yeah. He like is like, oh my what god, is what on? is with this nerd? And just in the most DeLuise way. So great. finally, basically, Depp gets to the point about you know trying to figure out what's going on with uh, the Weckerly kid and and Waxer. And... Well, and also you know. As we had talked about last time, the big reveal was that Kenny is at the school where he is, and, you know, he was afraid he might make them, but then Jinko actually comes to be like, yeah, you don't think that's on purpose? Yeah. So, even though I questioned that, I had forgotten about this, like, because right. I questioned why Hanson didn't realize that before he saw Kenny, knowing the name of the school... But, you know, Jinx not worried about it. He's like, it'll never happen. He'll never make you. Which I'm like, mm, is that good police work? Well, that's the question I, I had is he's like, basically, as far as I can tell, he puts him in there on purpose so that he'll calm down and not go in a gall guns a-blazing like he usually would have. And if he sees Kenny, I guess that would calm him down. But it would totally be an easy way to blow his cup. It's, it's not great police work as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the fact that Kenny has met him in a police uniform in his own home that was a traumatic experience i would imagine you'd probably remember the person but i guess because jinko probably puts a lot of trust in judy's makeover of tom hansen yeah basically that he will totally be he's totally unrecognizable now he doesn't look at all like johnny depp anymore i wanted to point out that at one point he's talking to judy and he calls her sweet cheeks and winks at her which yes. is so 80s right at the moment. It's it's just also, quite funny. Also, I will al- always and forever ship Jinko and Judy. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a, some, some, something there. Like, I think he's just being whatever. And it's like, not... Hey, it's It's cheeks. not like sexual no, harassment because it doesn't bother her. It's like a it's like a rapport that they have. I think I mentioned It's still part of his hippie time, thing, but, but yes. So anyway, yes, he well at the end of the thing he orders him to go on him to go on a stakeout of the of the Weckerly kid for twenty four hours with Harry with Harry yes so Harry Aoki and and Tom Hansen are, are now sitting in a car the classic cop sitting in a car bored talking to each other thing about their lives um, and, and this, we have this fun little conversation yeah. where Aoki says that he learned English by watching Dragnet well, of course he did. Do you, do you want to d- deliver the joke? But... Oh, the dro- joke that he, uh, what he thought assume the position meant. He's like, you oh, don't want to know what I thought assume no, I meant the position meant. Assume the position. Well, that was after he mentioned oh. the stakeout. He thought that that was when you went out to eat a steak. <laughs> yes. Um, which is, he delivers it funnier than that. But anyway. Out the window, we see Kenny on his cool scooter. Yeah. Oh, and I, I mentioned, this is where I, I wrote down Daddy Issues, the series, because he brings up. Hanson's father for the umpteenth time in this episode, and Hanson looks all broody again. Well, it's hard because he's like, you know, I heard your, basically, I heard about your dad, that he was a great cop, that he, you know, won a medal. What did he win it for? And Tom very broodingly says, or getting killed. Yeah, getting killed. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, I I don't know if that's the first time we heard that the dad got killed. We, I mean. I think it was kind of implied. In the first episode, Donegan says something about. 
how well, we Hanson's, how Hanson's so small and not as big as him. And Hanson says something like, well, maybe that's what made him such a good target. So you kind of get the sense, just the way they talk about him. It's so that 80s trope of like, everybody's talking about your father. Clearly he, and he's a cop. So we probably would have assumed that he died on the job. But yes, that's, anyway, that's, that's the gist. I just, it was an important bit of information that I didn't remember from the first episode that right. they had actually delivered to us. Although I sort of assumed it's what happened. Right. So yes, Scooter, sorry. The, out comes Kenny on his scooter and... And they're they they're in pursuit of Kenny. Sure well, the first, right? They're they're checking him out, and they're like, "Oh, he's, he's just delivering, delivering newspapers." newspapers. Yes, because of course Kenny has a newspaper route. He's weirdly the whitest, most bland, most normal kid, but also a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So finally, they do catch him doing his smash and grab thing, at which point. Johnny Depp says, Goose the Deuce, uh, as they're chasing him. I didn't remember that part. Goose the Deuce, which I think just means, like, get on his tail is the idea. Like, you oh, know, okay. I guess your deuce is your butt and goosing it, like goosing your butt. I don't know. Anyway. I didn't. I wrote down I Goose the Deuce. So I anyway. I didn't even hear that, so that's interesting. So we have a scooter chase with an 80s song over the top of it. They're going to pursue him, but then it gets kind of wild the chase and right well he's he's what's funny is it's we've got a switcheroo now so hansen had been the crazy chaser with the old man <laughs> cop being like you're giving me a heart attack kid and now we've got aoki driving like a madman and, and poor hansen feeling like oh my well, yeah, god what's at a happening? certain point hansen's like okay just we can't just stop or whatever and he's like yeah. no man i need the collar which this show introduced me to the word collar oh yeah which is basically like what they call an arrest and i don't understand to call well collaring it that's a that's a link i mean that's oh, a no, slang I, I, term i know yes. that it's a slang term but this show particularly they say it all the time like so and so is going to get the collar or like it's like a well i think they they, they want to be the one to make the arrest i know, i totally know what it means it's yeah, just the ca- funny. i think the captain obviously keeps score for some reason but well i mean i think that must be true in police i don't know maybe i should ask someone why you being the one to make the arrest is important i mean i guess sometimes they keep track of these things but yeah. i in the case of the show but i think show, it's more a matter of competition never, friendly competition i had never heard a show use it as much as the show does over oh, the and end. i probably should mention that judy wanted half credit for some collar that Aoki had gotten before that we did not see. And so Aoki's like mad that he's only got half credit for the last one, which is why he's particularly gung-ho to catch Kenny this time. And so they go on this chase, and of course it ends up in a construction site, because every car chase, <laughs> by law, is required to end up at a construction now, site. Now, were you as impressed with this car chase as you were the last episode? I mean, it's still good. I don't know. Maybe it's because it, the, the the novelty had worn off, and I was I was because they were going it to be after the scooter too. Yeah, the scooter part I think made, made the realism. Weird. Although, I mean, the one nice thing about a scooter, and this is what why they always like introducing like motorcycles to chases and stuff, is they can get into smaller spaces, so the car has to There's swerve the one part around. Where he, like, kind of is he goes down scooting s- through somewhere, and he like falls over. Yeah, and he goes down like a set of stairs, and of, co- of course, it's uh, midway through the chase, like, an actual police car starts. Chasing, chasing both of them because of course they're not uh, they're on stakeout so they're in Ioki's car they're not in a black and white right so that yeah exactly and so the black and white basically they crash at the construction site comes around and out of the car pops our old friend whose name I can't remember off the top of my head you're talking about Donigan yes yeah, Donigan thank you Donigan and some other cop we don't know and he's like you know put your hands up and he's like I'm a cop and he's like how do I know and then Hanson sits up and he's like 
I should have known. I didn't recognize you without your partner's broken nose. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah, anyway, that's what he said. Um, which is a great line to go to commercial on. So that's the, that's the that's little the stinger going break. into the commercial, which is hilarious. So anyway, we leave, we leave it at that. And then we go to, out of commercial break, a stereotypical English class where they are diagramming sentences. I was just talking about this with a coworker of mine that I don't know that I ever remember actually diagramming. I think I had one teacher, like old school teacher, who wanted like us to diagram sentences. I don't remember doing in high school. Like, I think I remember learning how to do that at like on a, like a small level when I was younger. Also, yeah. his bow tie. Somebody needed to help that teacher uh, learn how to tie a bow tie. Yeah, it wasn't that good. But, I mean, I love the bow tie glasses. The whole look was just... He looked like he should have been a college professor or something. And I about fell out and laughed when he said... The, when he didn't say it... He said it just once, but he said anyone at one point, and I expected him to go Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. I don't think it was a direct reference, although it he might have been. He did call the name of a gentleman that was asleep, which was fun. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was like every trope of boring teacher English class. Yeah, and then the, of course it was the, also one of those TV tropes where literally no one was paying attention. No one. Oh yeah, everyone. There was hates not it. one student. There was not, not one, one Amanda in that class or Christopher in that class. Everyone hates authority in 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 these. Like no one, no teenagers ever respect anybody like I feel like having worked so I worked at a high school briefly and like there are teenagers who disrespect everybody and hate all their but for the most part every single one of them and for the most part they'll at least pretend to go along to get along because they're stuck in the school for the whole day so they might as well make the best of it like it's just funny to me anyway so this handsome boy is asleep and he wakes him up and he's busy being handsome and, and mouthy and a girl is passing a note to Hanson which then gets intercepted by the teacher and he asks him to read it aloud and Hanson being a smart ass is like how much I'm enjoying diagramming sentences or something to that effect well and, I think he was trying to do it for her benefit like yeah I hope you're enjoying this lesson as much as I am you know and then so he, he reads the note the English teacher reads the note and asks so where is your car at and he says that you can't end a sentence with a preposition, which allow me. Oh, I actually wrote oh, this ahead. down. I actually looked this up. Um, Please do, because I'm uh, I'm annoyed by this. Because let me so, preface. I don't know what she's about to say, but I would like to preface by saying you can, in fact, end a sentence with a preposition every now and again. Carry exactly. On. So, ending a sentence with a preposition is a rule from Latin grammar that was then like applied to English, but for modern English usage, it's actually not well suited. So, actually, there's a really great example um trying some people like get around it by trying to avoid the preposition in like a super weird way um allegedly winston churchill once said that is the sort of thing up with which i will not put that is the sort of errant pedantry up with which i shall oh errant see that's that's not what this says but i believe that he would say that 100%. Yes. And that's mocking someone who criticized him for ending a sentence with a preposition. So, yes, her little note that said, I'll find your car if you tell me where it's at, does sound... The ad is unnecessary. Right. Tell me where your car is. Right. But this English teacher is like your class... This is like a classic thing, I think, for... TV and movies, the preposition thing. I don't know why that's such a true... English is a Germanic language, by the way, not a Latin language. Anyway. Well, it's a modge podge of crazy shit, too. But anyway. So moving um, on. But um, then he, he says, can... So he says to, to Hansen, can you help her with that? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's over in the student yeah. lot. And, over, da, da, da. and he's like, with the preposition, uh, if I were to ask you where the cafeteria was at, how would I say that? And <laughs> this is like one of my favorite lines 
from the series ever. <laughs> Hansa goes, where's the cafeteria at? Schmo? <laughs> and of course, the class thinks that's hilarious. In laughter. And I actually once, <laughs> in the early days of Facebook, I had a Facebook group of 21 Jump Street fans that was called, where's the cafeteria at? Schmo. Indeed. <laughs> so in any case... Hansen is has to stay after class because of his mouth, and mm-hmm. there is two possible punishments. One is he uses extra a sport innings. extra innings with the football, God, the sports which is metaphors which is not even a football analogy. But anyway, uh, with but the a... with the football coach who's apparently in charge of all discipline, or he could join the drama club and be part of the school play. All right, I want to ask yes, you this: carry on. as we are both big into theater that's mm. how we met i was so annoyed <laughs> why is being in the school play a punishment, punishment. now for a kid like hansen or well, yes. what hansen is playing I, I i could see that it would be a punishment but also why would you ask a troublemaker from your classroom to be in the to play. To be in the play. Like, if I was stage managing that, I would be so pissed that I had to work with that kid. When they Well, and this happens in high school. Sometimes they'll just stick kids in the drama class and be like, you know, it's an easy A for the, you know, athletes or something. Um, well, I did have – so I have some experience with English teachers. So my um, drama teacher, my junior of high school, quit halfway through the year because she was a drama teacher in more ways than one. Anyway, <laughs> so they were had to scramble for the second semester, which I'd already signed up for at the beginning of the year for drama, and they stuck an English teacher who had a minor in drama, I think, from college. Right, because... And it was just a disaster. And that's just how I feel about this being punished. It is probably punishment, because they have this tweety English teacher who probably has never actually acted in a play or done anything with theater, doing because they probably don't even have a drama department because of, you know, the arts, who cares... And he's also doing the play, by the way, Rip Van Winkle, because why? why? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, so that's that. We then cut to the hallway where Wendy, oh, the the girl's name is Wendy. um, The one who gave the note. The one who gave the note to Hanson. Tom, yeah. And we find out basically that she um, gets around, shall we say. I don't know what the correct word would be. Or at least wants to. I mean, she is eyeing him. She is like, hey, let's... Yeah, she kind of talks up how, you know. And yeah. all this stuff and really and hitting on him. So Hanson decides his cover is that he already has a girlfriend. Not a bad cover, except then Kenny walks up and and Hanson panics and lays a big fat smooch. Yeah, he just, like grabs her face. On Wendy. Yeah, and it's not just like a peck. It's like and a full on makeup. can we talk about how that's probably extremely not okay for him to do? Right. He's 21. She's probably, what, and this, 16? This will happen again because this is i think one of my biggest problems with the concept of going undercover in a high school is that they have to do things like date teenagers yeah to get information and that's extremely questionable to me yeah that's why i don't think this would actually work out i mean in real he life, clearly but... wasn't gonna like sleep with her or anything like that but just the concept of this 21 year old guy i mean i understand yeah. why he did it because again he was trying to make sure like, he's trying to stay away from Kenny at school, essentially, because he's afraid he's going to make him as an officer. But then he, like, kisses this girl, and she makes this, like, comment of, lucky girl, and he's like, who? Like, he totally forgets oh, yeah. that he just told her he had a girlfriend. She's yeah. like, your girlfriend. 
And then the, a guy comes up and is like, hey, that's my girlfriend. And it's like exactly who you would cast for that role. Yeah, it's like, like this guy beefy, in a Letterman jacket, yeah. you know. And, and then... Uh, and then he says, uh, lucky guy, you know, she's a good kisser. So it's, it's a, it's a fun little gag. It is cute. Um, so then we, I don't know if we cut to her, but anyway, it ends up at the, uh, her first rehearsal for the the show and he's, you oh, know. And then we have what you have to have in every movie, every television <laughs> show, anything that thespians. has anything to do with drama class is he uses the word thespian and some kids like, I ain't no thespian. But then some other kids like, like, no, you're a uh, homo. homo. Like, uh, I, I rolled so hard. I was like, oh, yes, yay. So, Jokes Ke- so about uh, Kenny, of course, is also in the play because Kenny has to just... Yeah, that was like, what I wrote. I'm like, why is Kenny in drama? Like, don't get me wrong. That's probably where Kenny shines. He keeps turning up like a bad penny. He I, is dramatic as... I'm wondering if this it, is just like an all-delinquent cast. Like, well, that's how just... They, they just pick all their delinquents know, in, the, in the play. It must be, but also, I wonder if it's one of his things that are pushed by his parents again. Because something that actually ends up being a little important later in this episode, so I'm going to bring it back up that we didn't talk about in the first half, is that Kenny plays the clarinet... Right. Because his father played the clarinet. Right. And he's he thinks that it's so boring and it's yeah. awful. And his dad... Uh, uh, which his is, dad's again, forcing him to play the clarinet of all things. Well, but. and if you want to play the clarinet, that's fine. But I don't understand this trope of like parents wanting their kids to be just like them either. Because well, I... I just think it's weird. I mean, that happens in but your life. But I'm wondering though, but. if the drama thing... Because it doesn't seem like something... Kenny would also think that was stupid. I would... I feel like Kenny's being forced to be there too. It feels yeah. that way anyway. He certainly. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think Kenny really likes anything because he's well, that teenager who hates everything. Well, maybe that's what this English teacher does. If you say one word in his class, he's like, "Now you're in Rip Van Winkle, sucker." He's obviously having trouble casting. So, well, um, would you want to act for that guy? Not exactly. Yeah. And now I, I don't remember what the how we, Noreen gets brought up, but apparently Noreen oh. is also well, gets because, around the school because, of course, done, done, done. The English teacher says, okay, I can't remember what Hanson's last name is. It's, you know. Whatever his fake last his, name is. His, his cover. Oh, he and Kenny have to do a scene he has partners. To, yeah. He has to read it with Kenny. So he's like standing there, like not moving, staring at Kenny. Yeah. And Kenny's like, what is your problem, Weirdo. dude? And he's just like staring. And then Kenny's like, I know you. And he's like, I don't think so. I'm new. I love the I know you gag whenever somebody's undercover. And he's like, and he, like do, he even does the whole like snap and point like, yeah. no, no, no. I <laughs> so know cliche. you. And then what he says is, you dated my sister. Lots of guys have, which, okay. Because he's from the other high school and she dated a bunch of people from that high school. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out for slut shaming Noreen because <laughs> I'm like, you are a criminal. Yeah. Noreen can date whoever she wants. Look at her hair. She can date anyone she GD pleases. Stop slut shaming your sister, and maybe start worrying about yourself, Kenny Weckerly. Yeah, oh, I, anyway. I, I love the, the "Hey, I recognize you" gag. But anyway, so but then anyway. Tom's still kind of like edgy, and he's like, "What is your deal, man?" But it's kind of we've we realize that he's not gonna make him as a police. Yeah, officer. and he doesn't. He's not gonna. I, I, I Which kinda, I'm still shocked about. What, but I mean, I guess he does look like vastly different. When he said, hey, I recognize you, I knew at that moment that he wasn't going to recognize him as the police officer. Because no. that would have been too obvious. So anyway, we're back in the hallway with uh, Wendy. Wendy again. Uh, and and uh, so now um, Hanson's trying a different tack, which is basically that he has herpes. Um, yep. 
Because she was, I don't remember. They she talked about like, her friend Sheila and how she thought she had herpes, but it was just a cold sore. sore. But then she was like, "Isn't a cold sore herpes?" Like it's so yeah. classic. Like they're making her the classic ditzy '80s girl. Which and so he basically tells her he's the one that gave Sheila Sheila the herpes, the herpes, <laughs> and and which brings him up my favorite line so far in the in the pilot episode. <laughs> it's a good one. Which is that he's wounded in action in the sexual revolution. Which and so then she literally, great. he's like, but I can call you when it goes into remission. And she's like, like no, yeah. that's cool. And she literally goes, ew. And walks yeah. away. <laughs> so, and so, he has this great, like, smile and stuff on his face when she walks away because it is pretty funny. It, it, so he sorted that out at least. So then we're into the parking lot. So, of course, Waxer is there in the parking lot for a confrontation, uh, you know. Well, he's his, messing with Kenny. I love, I love Waxer's, like, cadence. His, like, he almost hey, kind of, yeah, he's got this, like kind of cool jive thing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't it. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, he's... He, it's so great. Reginald T. Dorsey is doing the most. And, and it's great. It. And he brings out a switchblade, which okay, Lord so have mercy having a switchblade. First of all, blade. well, let's talk about this. He's talking to Kenny, and Kenny's like, leave me alone. And right. then Tom comes out and is like, leave, leave him, him alone. alone. And, yeah. and Kenny's kind of like, what is with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> he's like suddenly stalking me. But of course, Waxer is mad at him anyway because he messed with his car and that whole situation so this part is great because he does he brings out a switchblade yeah and he says i'm gonna cut you a lesson like literally says that (laughs) i don't know if that's not a that's not as far as i know something that people say but he's also wearing this like red jacket yeah so he's giving me like almost michael jackson vibe so it just made me think of like beat it oh 100 yeah 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 i think that's what they were going for i'm pretty sure they're like you know kind of walking each other because he's got this switchblade and Hanson's like ready to go and then some oh. I don't remember who it well, was no, it's, it's the football coach comes back oh, was in it him? with okay. more football lingo I don't remember what it, it's it's some stupid I, I just wrote down football lingo I don't know but he's inside. like what's going on here basically and 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 so they they play off the whole like we're friends I actually really love this he's yeah. like we were just playing the dozens which is funny to me because I was like because he all of a sudden, you know, puts the, a switchblade switch away. away. I was like, yeah. did the guy not see the switchblade yeah. at all? Yeah. And playing the dozens, of course, is just when you're like yeah. giving each other shit. You right. Know? And of course, like, Hanson plays along with it because he doesn't doing your mama cover. jokes or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, and they're like, okay, buddy, I'll call you. Yeah. And he's like, please do. And he's like, oh, you know, I will. And it's like, whew, they're gonna. He's gonna Be- kill him before the commercial <laughs> break. Though he says. Watch out for that one. He says to Hanson, watch out for that one talking about Waxer. He's a killer. Now, I don't know if that he means that colloquially or he's actually killed a man. I do wonder about that. Well, they're like, let a killer just hang out in public high school. Like, are they, do they not have any sort of, like, special high school they can well, send? Well, I mean, he the... is still technically underage, so I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just know. know, you know, in our county. Or maybe he just knows that maybe he We have, will. like, the troubled high school where you send the kids who are well, too I mean, dangerous for regular school. Well, he does have a probation school. officer, so yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Commercial break. Back from the commercial break, we are back to Captain... What's the captain's name? I can never... Janko. Janko. I don't know why I blank on his name. Anyway, <laughs> saying the saying the name Shazam, Captain Marvel, which is fun for this year. Uh, him, <laughs> which, oh, but I don't remember he says, hearing him say that. He, because um, Hanson got a bunch of... Information. Information. But Lesser. so I would like to just point out as a nerd reference here that Shazam, the character from DC Comics, was originally named... Captain Marvel until Marvel got a hold of the name and has since been releasing Captain Marvel comics every year to keep the copyright in, including switching it to a female and everything else. So really? technically, there were two Captain Marvel movies that came out this past year. 
Captain Marvel Wait, and Shazam. Shazam was called Captain Marvel too. Yes, he was Captain well, Marvel back in the day. She was called like Miss Marvel. She's had a Well, there's Miss Marvel, too. but yes, but there was a male Captain Marvel from Marvel oh, that's, Comics see, that's when they stole the name. Yes, Shazam mm-hmm. was originally oh. Captain Marvel. So okay. I just found that funny. Anyway, I don't know that they know that necessarily with the reference. Yeah, I don't but... even remember him saying that. But So good licks, bub. Anyway, I love when he says things. good licks. Anyway. Um So they're they're trying to guess on what's going on with Kenny. Is it a burglary ring? Uh, you know, uh, Hanson still thinks it's Is it drugs? drugs? So, good old Scooter Wank Weckerly. Who's causing... I don't oh, remember is that what he says so, that? Yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, it's uh, because um, they're trying to figure out... He said he would get someone else to tell Weckerly and they could check out Wax. I've always thought of wanker as a, as a Britishism more than anything else, but I guess maybe the hippies like to call people wankers, too. I don't, I don't know. know. That was a weird... The way he said it was weird. I feel like they... That, that was, was a, a writing bad bit issue. of writing, yeah. yeah. So then we, we cut to a warehouse, and there's rap music playing. So I'm like, gee, I wonder who's in the warehouse with the rap music oh playing. My goodness. Which turns out to be diegetic coming out of a boombox. And it is, of course, Waxer. And Ray Ray working, working, stripping a car. Stripping a car, which, as we find out, is Kenny's dad's car. And Kenny shows up to bring some loot to Waxer. And he's like, hey, that better not be my dad's car. And they're like, yeah, we already like, sold the engine. What did he think engine. they were going to do with his dad's car? Um, well, and also he like goes to the back of the car, which just is funny to me too because they're already like stripping it down. And like the he just pulls the clarinet out yeah. of the back. I was like, they would have gotten rid of that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you, you better not pawn this. This was my dad's. Like and the way he thing. says, this was my dad's. It's like his dad died in some horrible way. I'm like, you don't even like your dad? Yeah. Also, aren't you supposed to be cl- playing the clarinet in the band? Like, are you just showing up to band sans clarinet? I I don't know what... Because the mom even says at the very beginning before, you know, at the be- very beginning of the pilot, like, that's the same clarinet your dad played. So, like... I guess it was he's in the back. Just, it was in the trunk of the car when they like, stole the car. Sorry, I guess. these guys stole my. They dad's probably didn't car. even know the clarinet was back there. But anyway, uh, yeah. he gives him a camera. It's a pretty nice camera, actually. And uh, I love that Waxer takes pictures of Kenny, which is nice and you know whatever. And that's basically the end of that scene. Uh, I mean, there's not much else to to no. report. Basically, just showing Kenny's relationship with Waxer. Well, Kenny asks him if they're square now, and he's like, "You'll never." Oh be yeah, square. Waxer says something about a TRW. Did I you? have no idea what I that have no means. idea what that means either. Okay, well. In any case, we cut to a swanky-looking party with this lady has this. Well, crazy, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant, but it's a swanky, yeah, restaurant with some makeup. Oof, this lady had some makeup. It was like she had Sparkly. glitter all on the side of her face. Oh gosh, yeah, I was like, I was like, that's gonna be on her pillow for the rest of her life. Anyway, it's um, still there. And so um, Hanson and uh, HT are, are, you know, and his staking family. out again. Yeah. Great hearing, by the way. So, this may be slightly racist for me to say, but he Probably. reminded me a little bit of Rufio with the big earring. Oh, because he's of the Asian. earring? The earring. No, I can see what you're saying. And he's Asian, so I think maybe it just reminded me of Rufio. This is the first... Well, and I know, he has that hair, that his hair, the way he wears like, uh, his hair is like yeah. really high up. So, and like, of course, Rufio I don't is, think you mean that in like a racist way. The, the, it, the style yeah, is very much the, similar, actually. Of course, Hook was years after this, so maybe Rufio reminds me of this. But anyway, um... So Waxer is showing up at this fancy restaurant. You're like, what's Waxer doing at the fancy restaurant? Also, can we talk about how he, like, kisses the hostess? Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Like, he walks up to her and they kiss because it almost looks like he's coming for a date. But then she just takes him over to his table with well, maybe the he has a little... kingpin. And it was the weirdest he had thing. Much I had like, a little liaison with I was like, I guess he goes somewhere. here a lot, obviously. Yeah. But it's weird to me that he, like, kissed the host. I don't know. 
So yes, he sits down at the guy I call sport coat guy because he's wearing his sport coat on his shoulders but not over his arms, which strikes me as the most 80s rich man thing you could possibly do. Also, we have to talk about what Waxer is wearing. He has this, it's almost like a bolo tie, but it's not a bolo tie. It's just this giant like sapphire jeweled, I mean I don't know what else to call it because it's where you would wear like a tie or a bolo tie. And it is so blingy and fabulous. Also, he looks older than most of the people there. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And so... I actually looked Reginald T. Dorsey up. I think that's his name. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I couldn't find on IMDb or on anywhere else his date of birth. So, like, I don't know how old he actually he's was He's just ageless and timeless. I mean, he really is. But it's just funny to me that he's playing a teenager because he's clearly not a teenager. So, anyway, they're obviously doing a deal. So, obviously, this is, like, Waxer's boss or his runner or whatever. Well, I think he's, like, a dr- like the kingpin. The drug kingpin kind of thing. And at one point, I don't know who who says it, but they clearly overdubbed the word right at some point in this Oh, movie. okay. So, it's when Tom goes to the bar and he asks for... Oh, that's for right. He's like, I want a draft, and the guy's like, we don't serve that. And then he yeah. says, a light, and the guy lights, his, lights, lights, yeah. lights up a lighter, and yeah. he's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, can I see some ID? So once again, we get Tom being mad that he looks young. <laughs> yeah. And undercover, he flashes on his a badge. stakeout, he flashes his badge. He's like, is this ID enough for you? And I'm like, Hanson, get over yourself. And, and, and he's like, I'll turn this place in to whoever. Yeah. And so the guy's like, that was a Bud Light. And I'm like, all that over a Bud Light, really? Yeah. Like, I... just get a water, dude. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was so annoying because once again we get Tom being like, how dare you think that I don't look old enough to drink? And he almost blows his, because if like Waxer had walked by or something while he's flashing his stupid badge, like, it's a whole thing. So... <laughs> So the waxer and the and the and the sport coat guy do their cool handshake, and and head out to the car. And uh, Hanson signals Aoki to follow them, and then he tries to get in a taxi, and he's like, you know, hit it. And he's like, oh, let me guess, follow that car, says the taxi driver, and and he's like, yeah. And so I love this taxi driver. No, he's this is totally me as a bro- taxi driver. Right. Because he's, like, really he's like, no, he's like, no, get a bus. And he's like, I have the right to commandeer this vehicle. He's like... Oh, totally no nonsense. Commandeer this. Like, yeah. totally me as a cabbie. I'd be like, yeah, I ain't getting in the middle of your shit. I just love the grumpy old men in this show. I think it's because I'm a grumpy old man, but I, I love this. I think that's true. Anyway, so finally he convinces the taxi driver by ripping a bill in half, which is also like It the must most have been like a $100 bill or something. Because when he looks at it, he's like, you got it. Th- yeah, that's me. I'm like, show me the money. You'll get the other half of this if you, get, you do it. And... So off he goes, and boy, talk but about some crazy driving. But then all of a sudden, he's like freaking evil. Bat out of hell, yeah. And <laughs> he's like, I'll follow him, all right. So there, he's basically driving like a madman through the streets and crashes into the back of a car. And who should get out of said car but Waxer. Waxer. Because that's who they're following. So Waxer comes up and starts yelling at the taxi driver, and then he sees Hanson in the back seat. Yeah, it's a And Hanson just kind of just stares at him. No, and, and then he's like, what are you doing here? What's going on? And he literally shoots, shoots at him and so breaks the back window. So this is where I'm like, okay, when that guy said he was a killer, he wasn't kidding. The, Waxer, I, I think what it is is that, so he's supposed to be a teenager. Teenagers' brains aren't fully developed. So when you put, like, guns in the hand of a teenager. And drugs. Yeah. And drugs and yeah. whatever. I mean, he does not think. He, he's just he's like, I've got a gun. He's about to murder a man for crashing into his car. I mean, Well, what? it's because... 
He knows he's a, he he. Well, he I don't put two and two together at this I point. I don't probably. know if he knows he's a cop, but he's really doesn't understand why this kid from school that he's had this tussle with is following him. Yeah. He's like, nope. So anyway, he goes peeling off and and <laughs> it's like follow, which is a great sight gag to go to commercial break on. Follow him and there's this like wreck of a t- taxi car and he's like trying to like drive in. It's like kajunk 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 and into commercial. Um, <laughs> So, out of commercial, we have uh, Captain again getting a phone call. Well, and then, and, okay. And then he tells him to arrest Weckerly. And then oh, we it. cut to Kenny digging in a dumpster. Um, no, he's not digging in a dumpster. He's picking up his papers. Oh, that's what that it he is. Has to I, I thought I just had him digging in a dumpster, but you're right. That's what it is. By the way, this music that they have for the kind of intense scenes is kind of great actually i've been i've been ragging on the synth music so i should point out when it's good and here it is good yeah it's like intense and, and it, you know it, something something's up <laughs> poor kenny needs a bodyguard but anyway waxer drives up and suddenly he's all nice and happy he's like hey i, I pay my associates and well he's being real overly friendly and mm-hmm. he's like i want to keep morale up for people so he hands him a speedball yeah. of all like of drugs and he's like take which here's my question do we think that Kenny is actually doing drugs before this or do we think I think this is the first time Kenny's actually probably done oh, drugs oh which is why I mean it goes poorly spoiler alert but well I also mean, because at this point like you said I do think that Waxer is like there's something going on with that guy and he's he's with Kenny if he's a cop no, I think then, Kenny's all about the Benjamins, which I, I was like, oh, Kenny probably just wanted money. Because I'm sure the reason he got into all that wasn't because he's a druggie, but because he just wanted money. But, but I do wonder because why does he owe them money? Because the reason he was stealing and stuff was for him. So maybe he had done drugs before. I'm not really sure, but... So... And I wrote, don't do it, Kenny. Yeah. So we're, we're back at school and Kenny... Is in the locker room, so you know what's about to happen. He goes into the showers and... Which I'm like, why? And shoots up the drugs. Why at school? Of all... Like, I mean, why? Why would you do that at school? So, Hanson goes to the drama class, and they're like, oh, welcome, come. And he's like, where's Kenny? And and they're... Well, he's been looking for Kenny all morning. Yeah. Because... I don't remember why, but I think... Oh, because he's going to go ahead and arrest him. Right? Yeah. So, anyway, he's headed over. They tell him he's, they, they think he saw him in the locker room. So he runs over to the locker room and, of course, finds Kenny passed out on the floor of the locker room because and this like is, like, in really bad shape. Looks well, because dead. of all this, this, these drugs were, like, no joke. Like, Waxer was clearly trying to have him OD and die. Right. Meanwhile, the rest of the gang is busy arresting a sport coat guy, breaking into a... <laughs> I yeah. put... Jinko is not a pacifist because no. he like beats the crap out of oh, that gosh. guy. Yeah, well, he's clearly angry about this situation. <laughs> he does um, not like drugs. So after they arrest sport coat guy, we, we cut to the hospital and Judy and Hanson are, are chatting and, and Judy's hair is on point. So I was not paying attention. Um, but they're basically talking about like, I think Hanson kind of feels bad. Yeah. And she's like, a druggie's going to die no matter what. They're either going to die you know, later or when I, ha- I don't know. Anyway, she's trying to make him feel better, I guess. So Kenny's talking to his parents and Kenny is being an absolute dick to his parents. And they are being, now don't get me wrong. These are the most annoying white people, <laughs> but they're being so apologetic to him and like, oh, I wish we'd known more about this. Let's and the dad, <laughs> the dad was like, just you and me, we're going to play 
golf this weekend. I'm like, yeah, because Kenny seems yeah. like, I'm like, are you trying to make him do more drugs? Because yeah. Kenny seems like the kind of kid that would not go golfing with his dad. Yeah, but it's like, you're in but the I hospital, think, Kenny. Lay off mom and dad. They're just, they care about well, you. Well, I think like, he just, he's like, he's like, it's he basically, he did kind of say, like, it's not your fault. Parents, they, th- like, it's almost like, I don't know. Parents just don't understand. I, I, see, I think maybe I'm just an old man now because I'm kind of like the teachers and the parents are all like, they're just trying their best. I mean, best. I don't really God like his parents him. and his parents they are probably part of the reason he got into this. Oh, I'm sure. But... However, yeah, he was, he almost died. He almost died. So give him a little little bit of, you know, rope. Anyway. And I wrote another thing about overdubbing. Oh, because... yeah. Stinks for sucks. And he tells him to spit, spit off, off yeah. which I wonder what what he even said to begin with. Surely he wouldn't drop an F bomb. It wouldn't have been the F bomb, so I'm trying to figure out what it was. And tail for ass. Oh, again. that's what going back a long way because I forgot we talked about this kind of. But you had said there was an overdubbing of right. Right. Yeah. That was when um, Hanson was at the bar and flashed his badge. I think he must have said like no shit or something because the guy yeah. was like, so that was a Bud Light, and he's like. Right, but it was an overdubbing, and I was like, "What would really he have said too, that yeah. you would overdub with right?" And I'm like, "He must have said like no shit because he was pissed or something." Again, I think Fox uh, chickened out on its edginess, yeah. but. And then Tom comes to talk to him, and he's like, "Can I? Can <laughs> I?" Kenny's being an idiot. Well, when is he not? And so Tom does well, what we've well, all wished he would and do. And he says something about Waxer was trying to kill you or something. Yeah. Like you could that you can't handle that. And he says, who says I was going to die? And I'm like, you're in the <laughs> hospital, kid. If Hanson hadn't found you, what did you think was... Oh my gosh, uh, this kid. And so finally Hanson does what we all, wish he, we all wish we could do, which is slap the heck out of Kenny. Now, I'm generally not for hitting children. I'm not either. Like, but in this I don't case, think that's good ever. But like, I would have smacked him too. And then, of course, he's like crying because he's the most dramatic child. Yes. So that's... Basically, the end of that because the next comment I have is nice fringe, Judy. Well, because then we're going to oh, that's the, right. we're sting the warehouse. Oper- the that's sting right. operation. So we're cut to the warehouse, and, and uh, Judy and uh, Penhall yeah, are headed up to the Because I wrote, How does Judy buy these clothes with an officer salary? She has to get a clothing budget. Oh, uh, uh, 100%. Because, yeah, it was a fringe jacket, and it was again. It looked like something from Texas Roadhouse to me, like a, like a country singer would wear. But anyway. But like more stylish than that, but yes. And so Waxer answers the door, and she no basically, Ray Ray answers. Right, the so Ray Ray answers the door, and 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 Judy's like trying to get drugs, and, and she's being very cool, and of course he's upset about the gray boy being there. Well, he and that's because then when when Waxer asks who's there, he's like some fresh, fresh looking, looking freak, yeah. fresh looking and freak, and a gray boy, and a gray boy. That's which Peter Deloise. How dare you? Which again, gray boy is such a great. No color choir boy and gray. I'm just gonna start calling you my no color choir boy because, gosh, that's hilarious. To me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, and he has this whole thing like he calls himself like the OG, and she's like original gangster. My and then I is the overdubbing, <laughs> but she's clearly, clearly saying, saying ass. ass. And and Pete, I don't know. Pete just looks so beautiful in the background. I'm I'm. I'm going to apologize to you as my husband and to our, anybody who listens to this that I'm going to talk about how beautiful Peter DeLuise is every episode. I'm just warning you now. Good to know. And so he asks, do you have the ducats? So apparently... I wrote, got, is this Merchant of Venice? Yeah, it's like, do, we're going full on Shakespeare here for like a hot second. So of course she's wearing a wire and Jenko... Well, also she's not supposed to go in without 
pinhole and they're like gray boy has to stay outside right. and so, and she so goes like in. we see we we cut to you know everybody else like jenko's like shoot she's not supposed to go in alone and they're like it's messed up because she's in there can by we herself. talk about, do you want to talk about jenko's outfit at this point his beret and like his john lennon glasses that he's like I mean, uh-huh. when does jenko not look like he's he's the greatest so lenny dream anyway um I do love the glasses. So, so they figure out that she's wearing a wire and she's busted. So they have to go rushing in. Penhall okay, comes in before, firing. And when Penhall opens the door, this is one of my favorite things. So that wall, because it's supposed to be like this warehouse. When he opens the door, you can tell it. You can so tell that it's a false wall because oh, yeah. it jiggles. Oh, yeah. And that is in the credit sequence. Yeah. So every time the credit sequence plays, you see him <laughs> this, open the door in this, this wall. False wall. Because, and the reason it's a false wall is because then the shooting starts happening. And Here comes the Scooby Van. Chico in his in his hippie Scooby Van <laughs> right through the right through the wall. And so they they you know have a standoff. Uh, long story short, Jenko eventually gets fired at and has to fire and back. And has to kill Ray Ray. And Ray Ray, I don't know if he, di- I don't know if we see him die, but I'm that's pretty the sure Ray Ray died because they all. I I like that they showed Jinko looking, looking upset that yeah. he had to shoot him, that's which a, you that, don't always get. I really liked that too. I because he's moment. a kid, yeah. like he is just a teenager, um, and you and don't Waxer want to kill a teenager. Makes a run for it, and Hanson has to run after him. Well, and I put first shootout with a hippie van, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ever. So. Hanson's running after him, which I, I put. Uh, first of all, there's a hard, there's like this great hard rock score over it too. Mm-hmm. It's like you know electric guitars and everything. And they are running. And Johnny Depp is actually a good runner. He I, is a good runner. I, I don't this ever because, see him run. Well, see the problem is unless he's running post in like, Jack Sparrow, we have him run like a little girl with his arms flailing. I him love out. that run. Um, so he, I kind of miss. <laughs> I kind of wish Tom Cruise could actually, just do his running for but him. But I wrote. Uh, Waxer should stop eating at fancy restaurants because he looked like he was just having a tough time running. Struggling. But, I mean, he was getting far. So, of course, they they end up, he finally catches him. They have a fist fight. Johnny subdues him. And up comes the Scooby van with the great little siren in the window, which I love. It's like, looks so cheap, but it's like, (laughs) anyway. I want that car to drive around. And so they arrest Waxer. And and Tom's okay. And and, and Judy. I did write. Um, so there's this song playing, like you said, while he's chasing him, and then yeah. there's there's lyrics to the song, but I I I wasn't through thoroughly listening. But when he finally catches up to Waxer and like throws him to the ground, I swear it sounded like it was saying "Praise the Lamb." So now I'm like, what is this song? It probably said "Praise to something else," but I was like, I, yeah, I don't think it was a Jesus song. That's somehow. so weird. <laughs> I I think I just. I don't know why. That's what it sounded like. And I wrote down that Judy wants some Hanson. I don't know when that happened, but Judy. No, because she says Hanson. you're all cop, aren't you? I like that in a guy, but I think she's just. I think she she's just, just be, busting just, his balls yeah. because again. <laughs> and then so we see Noreen picking up. Um, yeah. So then we go to the hospital, and Noreen that is talking about. Okay, well, listen. She's talking about how she just got her driver's license. And I wrote, Noreen gets her driver's license and is suddenly a 30-year-old businesswoman. <laughs> With shoulder pads. <laughs> she has on this suit, power suit, with shoulder pads. And she's got her, she's got a wrap around her hair. It's, I don't know what I would, it's almost kind of like Rosie the Riveter, but it's like more professional than that. And I put R.I.P. to her hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I do miss her hair. I think she's trying to look like old or something i guess well, i maybe. think it, the idea is that like maybe all this stuff with kenny like kind of made her 
grow up a little bit because she's also really really sweet to Kenny they're actually I like their relationship relationship because she's like it's really been hard on mom and dad almost as hard as it's been on you like she's yeah. Acknowledging. I feel like this is where yeah. the moral, like the PSA aspect of it is coming 100%. in. Like, like your parents really do care about you. Like, yeah. don't get into drugs, kids. Yeah. yeah. But and then, jo- and then Hanson's there in those ridiculous quasi aviator shades and a cardigan. Leaning up against his car. Like Argyle. It looks like in, in any other thing in the eighties, this would be like the boyfriend waiting on his girlfriend to get out of whatever. It's like, yeah. he's like leaned up against his car looking cool, but and Kenny comes to talk to him. And there's basically like the just saying, uh, you know, oh, well, that's, well, that's it. For, well, yeah. basically, you know, Tom's like, just because you mess up doesn't mean your life yeah. is over, you know. And, 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 and then he, I thought this was creepy, but I guess it's probably not. Where he, he says goodbye to Kenny and he says, say hi to your sister for me. I think, it, I, what I think it is is that I thought about it for a while because it made me feel a little icky too. I think it's a joke because of that earlier scene oh, where he thought he dated her sister. Si- the sister. I think it is a reference. You're right. I, I think don't he's just think being that clever. he's like actually like, like say hey, hello Noreen. to sixteen year old Noreen. Yeah. I think it's more a joke because like I didn't. It, I'm a cop. I didn't date your sister. I don't know. Anyway. So we're back at Twenty One Jump Street. Briefly, we're almost to the end of the episode here. I love um, uh, Penn Hall's "Just Say No to Drugs" shirt. By the way, yes, it's, it's so so Nancy <sighs> Reagan, nineteen eighties. He is just. There's some musculature under there. I don't find I don't really like guns and I don't think guns are attractive, but the way he wears his oh, the, like the, harness. The, yeah, the harness, yeah. I'm just uh, over that t-shirt and with his like blue jeans, I'm like Peter DeLuise, why are you so, so beautiful? The, he's trying to do a, you know, another debrief and he's like, we don't do debriefs on Friday night. Why not? Jump cut also, to Also, I put I am 12 cuz he's like nobody debriefs on Friday night and I'm like <laughs> I I want to debrief on Friday night. <laughs> oh lord. And the reason no one debriefs on Jump Friday night... Jump cut to Garage Band, of course. Jinko has, has a garage band. Um, <laughs> which I, and of course, so Hanson shows up in his cardigan to the garage band, and, he's, and he has a case. And what's in the case? His they brought the saxophone, saxophone. back! Yay! Also, okay, also I want to talk about this garage band that Jinko has. What do you think they play? Just... I mean, 60s standards, well, of course, right? I mean... As much... Um, acid rock? I don't, yeah, as much like Doors merchant, I've seen him wear several Doors Jefferson items. Airplane? <laughs> he, they, maybe they're just like purely a Doors cover band and they just go on for hours. They probably just light up some doobies and just play whatever comes Well, he in doesn't light up doobies anymore. That's true. He's, 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 I think he had a bad drug trip. I think that's why he became a Well, he a cop. does talk about when they're having the whole conversation about how Hanson doesn't know who, um, Oh, yeah, Jimi Hendrix. So, like, how he doesn't know who Jimi Hendrix is, and he says something too bad he had to throw it away getting high. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. He obviously... Jacob is very anti-drugs. So. Which is, you know, good for him. Um, but I want to know what they're going to play that Tom's going to play a saxophone with. I have no idea. I, 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 I wish we saw them. Yeah, actually. we'll never find out because it ends on a freeze frame of Janko mid mid-guitar riff. But, uh, and then... The, the credits were just uh, somebody flipping okay, through a yearbook. you finally watched the credits because you didn't last time. I didn't last time. I watched it. So the credits, I don't think, it, it's not always this this way. I think later on it's just like random shots. But there's this lady with giant red fingernails slowly turning the pages of a yearbook. Actually, um, the DVDs, which we should do this sometime because it'll be fun. 
has a commentary from Peter DeLuise and he he questions this. He's like, "Who is this lady?" Yeah. Like he does this whole thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, I it's very weird. Also, I don't know if it's the way that this prop of the yearbook is made, but you can't it's like not zoomed right to where you can't actually make out make faces anything, in yeah. it, which is almost creepy. I'm thinking they just but, picked some random high school yearbook <laughs> yeah. and just had somebody flip through it cuz they didn't know what else to do for the credits. But anyway, it's a weird way to end the episode, but But yeah, that's the credits. Okay, so let's let's wrap this episode up with what is your favorite 80s thing, outfit, moment, line, whatever? My favorite 80s-ness of this episode is Waxer's <laughs> sapphire, blingy, bolo, tie, brochy thing that he wears to the restaurant. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was fire. I, I almost hate to make <laughs> Noreen my favorite twice in a row, especially since Noreen, I suspect, will not be showing up again. But that... Actually, that outfit. spoiler alert. Oh, dear. We see Kenny Weckerly again because Ugh, that's why? what the world needs is Kenny more Kenny, Weckerly. Kenny Weck- The Weckerlies in general just need to go back to their wasp place and be wasps. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I think that was <laughs> probably my favorite. I don't know. Um, I did like the synth music. Like You mean Noreen in general was your favorite? No, no, just the, the, the outfit. Oh, her outfit. No, 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 not her. her I mean, her she doesn't really show business, up in this episode. Her 30s business woman outfit. Yeah, or maybe that glittery makeup on that one girl. Oh, yeah. That was, that was something. I'm, I'm still not sure if I'm watching the show ironically or actually. Maybe it'll be less ironic as it goes along. Because I was trying to, like, watch it as a show, like, if I was actually watching a show as opposed to being like, wow, this is so 80s. But there are so many moments like, you know, the... Just sort of cheesy moments where you kind of get taken out of it a little bit. But, yeah. But it's still fun, I think. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, there will be episodes that I feel, it's like most shows, especially shows like this that are like procedurals that are dramas. And also, there's quite the comedic element to this show, which I like. But There's some better lines in this there's one, There's up and sure. down, because there's some like really sad episodes, too, but like. You know, it's 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 a show. It's lighthearted. I mean, I feel like they're not taking themselves too sense. seriously. No. Uh, I mean, Depp, I think, of course, his character is very serious, but I don't know that the whole show is taking itself too seriously. Right. So. But it, it's it's fun, so I'll be interested to see, you know, because, of course, the pilot is, is an attempt, the whole point of a pilot is to, to convince a, a, a network to greenlight the whole show. Yeah. So it's kind of like a capsule mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see then how they sort of build episode upon episode from here on yeah uh, as someone who's never seen it before so i know this is i think the fun part for me is re-watching it because it's been a while since i've rewatched them especially certain ones because when i you know back when i was watching it a lot i didn't watch i didn't binge necessarily i watched like my favorite episodes so it's fun to see it again through new older eyes and also see you watch it for the first time yeah Oh, I should probably mention, sorry, one more 80s thing is Judy in general. The hair, well, the Judy, fringe. Well, Judy's going to be mine probably, Ju- I mean, Judy's, always. Judy's just my favorite. So, I mean, Also, okie dokie count. There was apparently only oh, yeah. one in this episode. Oh, what a shame. But in the first episode, there was a bunch, right? There were two. Oh, two. It'll probably get more. It feels more. like more because it's such, it a sounds so weird the way he says it, okie doke, or okie dokie. It's, I don't know. It's very funny, but... um. I don't know how we're supposed to wrap this. Are we going to have a cute way to wrap this up? I know you have your, your catchphrase. Is there something else we want to wrap it up with? Or are we I'm just, just going to do... say, okie doke, that's it. And um, to all you gray boys out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like this, there is there are ways to uh, to subscribe and to leave reviews. Yeah, and that so does help. do that. And 
we've talked about as we go along maybe getting to put a Patreon together where we will... Because obviously this these episodes are pretty long, but where we can <laughs> we'll, do a little bit more, we'll get we'll get it figured out. We're, we're still video, getting our feet live, this whole podcasting thing. Might do some live videos and things like that. But anyway, thanks for listening, and you're gonna learn something when we meet you on the pod.